podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the world of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome, welcome back to another week of the No Tracers podcast. My name is Kay. You can find me at no.tracers on Instagram or notracers.com or notracers on TikTok. How's it going? Hope you guys are having a great week. Happy Friday. This week on the podcast, I'm speaking with a Leeds UK-based explorer and photographer named Kyle Urbex. You guys can find him at Kyle underscore Urbex on Instagram. And by the way, if you guys were unaware, this show has been going on for quite a while and all of these episodes actually have YouTube counterparts. So if you want to see the photos from these guests' explorations, go to the Just the Letter K YouTube channel and you can actually listen to this while you look at their photos from some of their favorite explorations. It's one of my favorite mediums that this podcast takes on. I don't want to do video with this. Like I don't want to do video chats with the guests because some of them want to remain anonymous and I want to respect that. But if you guys want to see their photos, definitely go to the Just the Letter K YouTube channel and you can watch the episodes there. I've made a playlist called the No Tracers Podcast, so it's uh, easy to find. But before we get into this episode, there are a couple housekeeping things that we need to talk about. First of all, if you like this episode, if you like the show at any point in time, please hit that subscribe button especially if you're new. Uh, But if you've been listening for a while, please leave a rating and feedback. If you like the show, let people know what you like about the show, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts because it helps the podcast grow. It helps more people find us and it helps us rise in the iTunes charts. Let's be honest here. That's, That's one of the huge perks of getting a rating and feedback from you guys. And if you do leave a rating and feedback, take a screenshot of it and DM it to me at no.tracers on Instagram, and I will actually send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place I've explored. That's my way of giving back and saying thank you. I also have a book out called No Tracers, an Urban Explorer's Diary. It's a coffee table book full of photos and stories from my explorations around the United States. I'm currently working on part two, so that will be out probably at the end of 2021 or the beginning of 2022, so you guys have another book to look forward to. You can just keep your collection growing. And lastly, I need to thank our partner, Liquid Death Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death Water, hey, don't you worry your pretty little head. I've got an ad coming for you in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint. Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid Death, murder your thirst. So, like I said, if you guys want 10% off your order, head to liquiddeath.com and use the code just the letter K at checkout. Otherwise, there's a direct link in the description that will automatically apply that code for you. Thank you for supporting me through Liquid Death Water. I appreciate it. I've had so many people order water, which is so sick because, I mean, it's water and it's good for you and you need water. So, why not get awesome water that also helps save the planet? Yeah. 
And without further ado, Kyle Urbex, can you please introduce yourself and what it is you do to the No Tracers audience? I go under the Instagram name Kyle Urbex. I've also got Facebook. So that's like my main my main platform is Instagram. Uh, I mainly do photography, whereas other Urbexes do YouTube. But I'm mainly photography. That's my kind of thing. Nice. So what got you into exploring? What made you catch this bug? The first kind of like experience I had with Urbex was when I went to a place called St. Margaret's Maternity Hospital, which is in the United Kingdom. I didn't really know what to expect because I went with a friend of mine who uh, basically turned around and said, oh, do you want to go to this abandoned building and check it out? So I decided to go with him. We went one night to this maternity hospital and basically seen everything still remaining as it was back then when when it closed almost 30 years before then. It was just insane. All the uh, delivery room signage was still there. All the maternity hospital ward signage. It was just mad how much remained after all the time and from that point really I just got into like the habit of researching locations and digging up all the history and loving to learn about all the history of all these forgotten buildings really. And it's cool to like dive into that history of these places. Can you talk a little bit more about St. Margaret's since it was like your first exploration? Can you uh, like when did it close? Stuff like that. So it was known as like a maternity hospital, but later towards its life, it got turned into like a youth funding service. So it closed in like early 2000s. Uh, it opened in like 1914, so it'd been there quite a while uh, up until its closure. However, uh, remaining in there still was just like mad. There was ba- uh, there was a basement in there. We went down to the basement and there was like a hidden room within the basement and all that was in this hidden room was just like a random chair. I'm not sure why it was in the basement because the room had like bars on it. So that was pretty... Weird, I also found, like, a paper that was dated in, like, 1960s, 1970s. So just all all, all the old content, it was mad seeing it in that state. And because it had been a youth offending service as well, uh, there was old children's toys in there still, like yeah. old teddy bears and old games machines from the 2000s and old VHS tapes. It was just an unreal experience. I actually did it over two nights. So we went the first night, we explored the bottom floor, uh, left, and then we returned on the second night. However, when we left on the first night, we'd closed the door on purpose. But when we returned the next day, literally less than 24 hours uh, later, the door was wide open. 
so we knew that somebody had been in there and we didn't know if anyone would still be in there because it is a popular explore without, uh, within the area of the United Kingdom. That's crazy. I love, like, I love hearing about, you know, the history about these places because especially over like in the UK, cause I mean, obviously it's been around a lot longer than America has. So like a lot of the places here have only been abandoned since like the eighties or the nineties and, and they weren't built way back in like, like you said, 1914, 1916. Like it's crazy. It's crazy that there's such a big difference and that a lot of these places in the UK are still, you know, uh, immaculate almost you know like a lot of them don't necessarily have graffiti uh like they do here in america i feel like we have a lot more places that get tagged up a lot quicker than they do over there have you noticed that at all or have you because you you said you've been to like 130 places over the past like six months like have you noticed uh that more more places are tagged up or or more places are in their pristine condition yeah i mean the main ones that you get over here for graffiti wise is always like old mill type buildings and industrial whereas without uh within the uk there's always a hidden gem in certain areas so you'll go to a certain area like i did in blackpool united kingdom i traveled down there and i found like a house from the 1950s. However, it had no graffiti whatsoever. It was in pristine condition. Like the living room was still in perfect condition. TV was still in the corner, the old style TV. The, uh, the sofas were set out perfectly. There were still dinner plates on the dining table. It had just become abandoned and stayed in the exact same state as it was. Wow. four years previously getting abandoned wow that's amazing i like it's so fascinating how some of these places just get left literally exactly how they were and nobody touches anything i think that's probably my favorite kind of place to explore uh, for you did photography come into play immediately did you like take photos on that first exploration or was it like later down the line photography for me did come in instantly because I felt as though if I was experiencing each building, I wanted to pretty much create my own memories of it. Plus, it's always nice to show uh, your own perspective of each building that someone may have forgotten about. Uh, so, yeah, photography did come like instantly straight away. I love that. And do you have any gear recommendations? Like what camera do you shoot on? Do you have like a backpack you carry or a pair of shoes or a flashlight or a mask or anything like that that you'd recommend? So the gear one for me is uh, quite tricky. I mean, I don't use a camera myself personally. I use my phone, mm -hmm. which is Hawaii P40. Uh, in terms of backpack, I tend to stick to something lightweight that's not going to cause me issues when climbing because it's always hard to climb with like a heavy backpack on your bag with, especially with a certain type of other gear that you've got to carry uh, such as torches power banks gloves uh, in terms of shoes I just stick to a normal 
trainers really I know some people wear boots some people prefer trainers because it's comfier uh, and I have got my own custom urbex top that I like to wear on all my explorations it's got my Instagram and stuff on uh, due to like every building I go to I always kind of like photograph the outside of it or me stood on the outside just to give my uh, my Instagram followers a perspective of like what I'm about to go into yeah I love how you set up your Instagram it's like you know it always starts out with a photo of you and then you kind of slide through and you can see the insides of these buildings and I think that's a very unique way to show what you're doing and to show your content because you've got like something that's consistent you know and and I like where did you like how did you come up with that format so the a uh, similar guy that operates in my area that does urbex as well. When I first started, I became a really close friend with him. He's, uh, he's on Instagram. He's called Lost Places, Forgotten Faces. Uh, he kind of has a similar style. So I saw it and I was kind of like, yeah, that's the style that I want to aim for, but I kind of like want to put my own kind of mark on it. Uh, because I do feel like it is a really good decision to kind of like show the viewers what you're about to get yourself into. Yeah, and it's because so effective. Every like every outside the building is always you've got pretty uh, pretty sketchy ones with like smashed windows, but then every so often you get quite a hidden gem, and it's just a beautiful building on the outside. Mm. Yeah, so definitely. So it's amazing to get the external shots. Definitely, man. And uh, can you talk about your scariest exploration? That That's a tricky one. I actually have two. All right. Uh, the first one would be from when I went in a national to do ex uh, urban exploration because I went on my own to Paris uh, and I managed to discover this 17th century abandoned castle but by the time I'd got there it was 11 o'clock nearly midnight so it was pitch black I, uh, I jumped out of the taxi to go find this abandoned castle Fo following my google maps uh, it advises me to go through the pitch black Paris woods on my on my own on like the first time exploring internationally so I thought yeah let's let's go for it so I went through the woods and I'm just stood in these woods for a few seconds and all I can hear is like loads of crickets filling the air, uh, all the sounds of the crickets. And I'm searching through this woodland and I'm trying to discover this building. And once I finally get there, uh, I take one kind of look at the building and I hear like this rustling from the front of the building. However, it, it turns out to be a fox, so it's not too bad. And then the second one happened quite recently, only a few weeks ago. We managed to get into a building in Huddersfield, United Kingdom, me and a few others. So this building is notoriously known for having cameras, security, motion sensors, everything. So we managed to get in. We was just on top floor uh, I was heading downstairs on my own 
uh, leaving the others upstairs. And all of a sudden, I heard this voice from outside, and all this voice shouted was, get out now, or we're coming in. So we make a run to the roof where we'd got in uh, in the open slate in the roof. And within maybe a minute of us getting out, the security smashed the front door down. And all the police came running in and security came running in. So we managed to escape, get over the woodland and into the woodland opposite. And we could just see all these security and police swarm in the building Ooh man that's a close one i like those those are the like really like exciting ones because you know you get that adrenaline going and it's it's always a great story to tell you know that you almost got caught but you got away with it which is awesome good good for you yes it was amazing it was just <laughs> so like exhilarating oh for sure the fact the fact that other people have been caught in that building and easily spent eight, nine hours in custody for just being inside there. Wow. That's crazy. Um, so can you talk to me about exploring the Paris catacombs? I saw that on your Instagram and that's obviously a huge place that I would want to explore myself. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that exploration? So the catacombs, the section that I did was the public part. Uh, however, there's the illegal part, which I didn't go for this time around because it was kind of like, do I really want to trust a stranger or venture myself down into 200 miles of like tunnels? So uh, I, t- I took the option to go for like the public tour, but it was just an unreal experience. It took quite a while just to walk down the steps to the catacombs. But then once you're in there, it's just unreal. All the skulls and the femurs just stacked up neatly in like a certain certain specific way for each way throughout the catacombs. And they've also got various sections where they've got like monoliths subscribed to certain influential people that, re- that the remains are down there wow so it's, it's an amazing experience I'd, I'd definitely recommend it to like anybody who's got it on the bucket list because even for the public section it is just an unreal experience because uh it's got like as soon as you walk in you automatically get that unnerved feeling because she's around so many remains mm. and Whereas, like, some exploits you go and you get, like, the old mannequin that's fake. You just know that you're surrounded by easily at least 7 million remains without the whole catacombs. What a crazy place. Yeah, after seeing uh, Nightscape get robbed in the Paris catacombs, it kind of... uh made me shy away from it a little bit as well but i mean it's still it's still on the bucket list you know i still would do it if it was somebody i trust not like some random person like what happened to him Uh, i don't know if you've seen that video but it's insane i saw uh, a catacombs video where this guy had gone down on his own uh and he actually got lost down there so he, he had to kind of like remember which corners he'd taken and remember certain little significant parts but 
it is very easy to get lost down there because it's not like a case of every access is accessible to the street. Some are blocked off and mm. it's very easy to get lost within all the tunnels. I mean, I definitely would go for the illegal part of it next time. <laughs> Say if I was with other people, I'd, I'd definitely risk it and take my chance down there. For sure. And uh, what's been your favorite exploration to date? My favorite explore has to be the house in Blackpool. Mm. So I went with another explorer, Hayley Mason. Uh, once getting there, it was just amazing to see something different in a way from your usual graffiti or smashed up building. Uh, it was a weird experience because once we got in, we could see like all the living rooms still in perfect condition. But once we'd uh, once we'd got inside, within two minutes, there was kind of like an oldest voice shouting from upstairs uh, in a Scottish accent, like, "Get get out my house! You're in my house! The the police have been called!" <laughs> so we kind of like ran out a couple of. Uh, for a couple of minutes and then these two other explorers came out uh, that was pranking us and oh. taking me. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely my, my favourite one. It's always nice to know that like every abandoned location is not being trashed, mm-hmm. especially when you get to see it in perfect state as like what it was left in. Absolutely. And it's so rare nowadays, you know, with the rise of like social media and things like that, like a lot of these places have been geotagged or whatever. So people know how to find them and then they kind of destroy the buildings, which, you know, is a super unfortunate part about social media. But talking about social media, how has that helped you as an explorer? Has it helped you connect with other explorers to go on adventures with? Definitely. It's always nice to meet other people over social media i've met a few people over social media that i've gone on explorations with to bigger places so it's always nice to connect and be able to kind of like share your hobby in a way with people that are willing to give you locations and you give them locations so i mean social media in terms of how it's helped me it has helped me a lot because as well as my instagram i I have had various uh, newspaper articles on the explorations that I've done so it's it's always nice to kind of like have a platform to share all these images with and kind of like connect with people that may have got like a connection with the building that you've been in so yeah, for like definitely. me I've uh, I did a college an abandoned college in Huddersfield uh, and I actually had some of the former tutors that worked there contact myself on Facebook. And they was all reminiscing about how they used to chase students throughout the corridors and how they used to work in various departments. So it's always nice to kind of like connect with people that way over social media. Yeah, I have uh, one similar story. I explored a 17-story abandoned hospital here in California, and I've gotten so many emails over the years from, you know, former nurses or doctors or former (laughs) security guards that are like, we don't know how you got in there, but like, it's amazing that you did. And it was so cool to see what it looks like now. 
And so, yeah, I love when people reach out and, you know, reminisce and share their memories of these places, especially like the older spots, you know, it's, it's cool to hear like that there are actually people that were there at one point in time, even though we obviously know they were, but it's nice to like put a name to the, to the history, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've had another one, which was quite weird. There was uh, a children's orphanage that I went to explore in Leeds, where I'm based. And it had been abandoned since about 1980s. Uh, I actually had a woman contact me on Facebook that was there, kind of like an, uh, a resident at that children's home. And she was telling me all these weird stories about how they used to have supper in like the basement and how some of the uh, some of the teachers uh, kind of like used to drag the students to uh, back to like the rooms and stuff for meal times. So I mean, it's always weird when you do something concerning children, so mm-hmm. especially weird when like one of the uh, one of the former people to reside there contacts you about it and she got quite upset about how the state of it now how it had been left to fall into the care because she remembered this beautiful building wow yeah it's crazy but i mean it's it's cool like i said to to hear from those people even if it's you know the darker stories like i've heard a couple like i've gotten a couple emails of like you know uh from asylums like oh yeah my my grandfather was there and he was like tortured as a kid or you know stuff like that and it's like (laughs) yeah there there are some absolutely insane stories out there especially you know when when we talk about places like asylums or like you were talking about earlier juvenile detention centers things like that because a lot of those places weren't the best if if i can put it lightly yeah it's it's definitely weird once you hear like a darker perspective rather than a happier time from someone's experience there. Definitely. And then uh, do you have a favorite history of a place that you've explored? The favorite history would have to be probably a pub in Sheffield for me personally. Uh, It's dubbed as like the town's local most haunted most haunted pub so i actually researched into the history of this and former people have uh, been in the pub back in like 1980s 1990s uh they experienced some weird sightings there like doors closing by themselves and uh somebody claimed to have photographed a spirit of a woman that was seen drunk boozing around the bar area so it's it's always nice to see like a paranormal perspective perspective of uh, a building yeah they definitely are my favorite experiences for sure the paranormal kind uh just because it's so it's so unexpected you know and there's this this feeling that i think only urban explorers get and i call it the darkness and it's like this feeling you get when you turn a corner and it's like the darkest form of darkness you've ever seen. It's not just dark. It's like a void. Yeah. (laughs) It's just mad. Uh, My friend actually did an EVP and EMF detector 
in an old hospital that we went to. And whilst we was kind of like going round exploring it, he had his uh, EVP going. So he's asking the spirit certain questions and all this, uh, all this voice recorder saying is leave, leave, get out, get out. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> You're like, we should listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Uh, and then I saw on your Instagram, you are a uh, avid solo explorer. Do you have a preference? Do you like to s- solo explore or do you like to go with people more? I prefer solo exploring mainly. I feel I feel it's just nice to kind of like escape for a while and just get away from everything and just be able to do something that you actively love. Yeah, I know, sure. I know people are heavily against going solo, and I wouldn't advise it myself because if you go somewhere and you have say like a fall or you get injured and nobody knows you're there, then it could it could potentially be dangerous, but I, I feel like it's best to go solo sometimes because you've always got that like added benefit of more stealth and less noise, and you know what you need to do to go and be able to get into these places. Whereas when you're with more people, it kind of attracts attention in a way from nearby surrounding areas. Like you you'll always go to a place and you'll have to watch out for neighbours or you'll have to watch out for people that want to call the police because they don't know why you're there or what you're doing. So I feel like, in a way, it's nice to stay solo. All I do enjoy meeting up with other people like every so often. It's always nice to kind of like group together with other explorers for a change. But yeah, I prefer solo exploring more than anything else. Yeah, fair enough. I I totally understand why. And, you know, the stealth factor is huge when it comes to exploring. I feel like a lot of people forget about that. You know, if if you're with a big group, there is more noise. There is more of a likelihood that you're going to get caught, you know. So going by yourself sometimes is is the best course of action. Um, I think it's cool that you went to Paris and and did that castle by yourself, even though, like you said, it was a little uh, scary to go at night <laughs> at like midnight. But <laughs> You know, I think it's cool that you like had the guts to do something like that. For me personally, like I'm like five foot three. I'm very small. You know, I like <laughs> me exploring by myself is not the greatest idea. So I, I'm pretty, uh, I'm not against it. I just don't do it myself for, for safety reasons. But uh, if I was, you know, a bigger dude, I feel like it would be a different story. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so do you have any goal places, places that you haven't gone to yet that are on your list? There's a number of uh, places. I've still got over 300 locations to do just UK-based. And then even before then, I'm looking at places such as Germany, Poland, uh, Fukushima in Japan. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Greece to do a place that uh, one of my friends did recently. Bearded reality has got his own YouTube. He went to an abandoned village in Greece called the Old Perinthia. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, it's just basically an island on its own. And it's just 
easily over 100 abandoned buildings to navigate through and photograph and I think like that would be an amazing experience. Wow. Uh, one that's always on the bucket list is Chernobyl. Yeah. Because I feel like that would be an amazing experience. I know there's two ways into Chernobyl. There's Kiev way and there's the other way. So I would go back over two different occasions to do like the different ways. Yeah, like going through Red Forest Way or going through Kiev. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> that, watch Shy. Do you watch Shy the Explorer on YouTube? He he just did like not just like a couple months back. He did like a a week long backpacking trip through the Red Forest into Chernobyl, and it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Uh, don't think I've seen it, but I, I can imagine. I feel like that for the best experience ever. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd. Uh, I think I might risk it solo, or I feel like I might take one other person, but for I wouldn't sure. like to be in like a big group. Yeah, yeah. Especially not when you're, you know, in in the area of Chernobyl where <laughs> it's heavily guarded nowadays. You know, because there are so many people that try to get in. Um, but that's definitely on the top of my list as well. Uh, I would love to. The... What's up, God? Continue. <laughs> so oh, I was gonna say uh, I would love to go with like a a group of people, but like you said, like it's it's kind of like a, a more sketchy situation when you have a big group. But I think it would be cool to like do like a meetup, you know, almost, and then like explore it together. So that's that's kind of an idea I had. But I know there are like tours that you can take in Chernobyl, which is interesting. Uh, but I think it would be more fun to do it the, uh, the you know, not so legal Le- way. Less the legal way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've, I've seen that they do like tours for Chernobyl. I've seen that they do tours for like Auschwitz as well. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that'd be an all right experience. But if you gonna go to Chernobyl I feel like it'd be the perfect experience to do it the less legal way yeah I know that nearby these uh is it the Druga reactor I've, yeah. se- I've seen various people walk across the top of that so that would be an unforgettable experience to do oh for sure for sure so if you could ex- if you could live in one place you've explored for one week which place would it be so there's a place uh, just on the outskirts of Yorkshire in the little village called Hurst Courtney. And it's on my Instagram. It's uh, locally named The House of Sadness. So this house, it's just in like frozen in time condition. So you go in there, it used to be owned by an old lady who sadly passed away in 2016. Uh, And it's just got all the possessions in it still. It's got the clothes hanging in the wardrobe. It's got the the dentures above the uh, sink still. It's got uh, basically everything. It's got the bed that she sadly passed away on. Uh, it has been vandalised a little bit, but I feel like if I was going to pick a building to stay in, that would be the perfect building just for the, like, the setting of it. Definitely. 
I love that. I like, I love that you've got your building picked out, you know, like if ever there is a zombie apocalypse, I'm sure we can find you there. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, my last question for you is what is something, you know, now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? So now I feel like I've had a bit of experience in exploring over the past six months. I feel like the best thing that you can learn throughout urban exploring and it's easier to learn it straight away but I've learned gone along is the laws of urban uh, urban exploration I know it's tolerated differently without different countries however it's always nice to know certain laws and just basically all the legal legalities of what you're doing especially if you get into a situation where you've got to explain yourself, say if like the police turn up or some angry owners, it's always nice to have that reassurance that you know that you're not doing something wrong. Whereas when you first start urban exploration, you are quite nervous about what you're going into because you don't know what to expect. You don't know, say if you climb over a fence, you don't know if someone's going to prosecute you or fine you or or maybe you could be arrested so it's always nice to know the laws and stuff of what you're doing definitely man and uh well thank you for coming on no tracers i appreciate you taking the time out to chat with me and share some stories if people want to follow your journey where can they find you online they can find me on facebook at Kyle Urbex and Instagram Kyle underscore Urbex. Perfect. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been an it's been amazing to like have a chat with somebody, especially outside of the UK, because I do want to venture to America myself one day. Yeah, come on I've over. Some amazing stuff over there. Yeah, we've got a lot of it, and it's definitely uh, not as old school as stuff in the UK, but, I mean, we've got some pretty cool stuff out here. So if you ever you get out here, give me up. And I know there's a lot of haunted places over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to I come over there for some, like, freaky experiences. All right. I got you, man. Hit me up, and we'll get you, uh, get you all sorted out over here. <laughs> yeah, it'd be perfect to meet up and do an explore all right guys that was my episode with kyle urbex thank you so much kyle for coming on the podcast i had a blast talking to you if you guys enjoyed this episode please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback and if you do that take a screenshot of it and then send it to me at no.tracers on instagram and i will actually send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place i have explored i would love to send one of those out to you And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you guys want to check out my urban exploration book, No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary, or if you want to see some of my photos or read my blog, go to notracers.com and have fun exploring. Stay strong, keep enduring, go explore, and remember, leave no trace.